What's up, Dash fam? Welcome back to another episode of Taking Sides with the Marriage Podcast. This is Dallin and Ashley. Before we get started, I want to let you know that the last episode is called Losing My Sanity as a Stay-at-Home Mom, and it was only put out just three days ago. So I didn't want you to miss it if you're one of the folks that only check, you know, on Monday or Tuesday for new episodes. Or if you say, hey, Alexa, play the latest episode of Taking Sides, the Marriage Podcast, or hey, Alexa, play the latest episode of Big Little Life with the Dashleys, she'll only play this one and you might miss the last one. So go check out that one and then come back for this one or check out that one after this one. Okay, thanks. Hello, hello, hello. No, 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 no. Don't start that. Hi, hi, Don't hi, start that song hi. with me, lady. If you know where Young that lady. song's from, you know. Ash, how the heck are you doing? Oh, I'm just dandy. Just living life. You guys, we wanted to start off. I bought some cool little books. Dallin's going to roll the intro as soon as I read you some words of wisdom. These are little do's and don'ts for mothers, husbands, and wives from the good old 1800s. Love them. Love them. So this one goes out to all you wives. Just having a hard time, having a rough time, not knowing how to please your man. You know what if I've you, always said. If you could if talk looking, to your great, great If you're looking for advice, there's no better place to turn than the 1800s for marriage advice. This is kind of like what your great, great, maybe great grandma would say to you if you were to come and ask her, how do I make my husband happy? And this is now where we're basing all of our answers off of when you ask us questions from the 1800s. Take it away, Ash. Here it is. Don't bother your husband with a stream of senseless chatter. If you can see that he is very fatigued, help him to the tidbits at dinner. <laughs> Modulate your voice. Don't remark on his silence. If you have any cheery little anecdote to relate, tell it with quiet humor and by and by he will respond. But if you tackle him in the wrong way, the two of you will spend a miserable evening and it will be your fault. Oh, wow. So in conclusion, <laughs> keep it quiet, demure, and let him lead. Keep sweet. Do what he wants or else it's your fault. Okay. Thank I've you. always said that. Thank you, 1800s. Go on. Next. Don't spend all of your time with the children and leave none over for your husband. You can have them during the day. It is your husband's turn when he comes home in the evening. Well, I like that. <laughs> what are you supposed to do with your kids in the evening? Well, I mean, you guys can play with them together. But also, I would like to take the kids sometimes by myself. So it'd be fun. Here's a good one. Just to give you some, some purpose okay. in your life. Don't get the idea. That Why do you read these in the, the Mrs. Duggar's voice? I don't, I don't know if that's her voice. <laughs> Maybe this is... I imagine like a woman from the 1800s teaching me this at finishing school. Maybe Mrs. Duggar. What's her name? Janet Duggar? Uh, Michelle. Michelle Duggar. Maybe she reminds you of a lady from the 1800s. Mm, there might be some parallels. Don't get the idea that all your husband wants is a housekeeper or a decorative head of the table. He wants a companion, and when he has a and when he is at home, he doesn't want you to be always somewhere else. Again, the the moral of this story is: be and do what your husband wants of you. Mm-hmm. Damn right. <laughs> Don't tell your husband of every petty annoyance or pinprick you have suffered from during the day, but do tell him your real troubles. He expects to share them, and his advice may help you. 
In any case, his sympathy will have the trouble. Of course. Again, make sure not to tell him too much or you might annoy him. All right. Enough of the advice for women. Let's have some advice for men from the late 1800s. This is for mothers. Where's your Where's the man's book? book? Oh, it's right here. The book. Give me a good one, Dallin. All right. Uplift me. (laughs) Enlighten me. This is for the men. Don't worship your wife as a saint. And then when you discover that she is, after all, of common clay, spend the rest of your life mourning her deterioration. Probably she is what she always was, and it was only that you were looking at her through different glasses. Men. She's just common clay. All right. Don't be irritated now by the childish ways you're, uh, in your wife that amused you so much in your fiancé. She will grow out of them soon enough. Don't put on too much of the Lord of Creation air. It will only make you look ridiculous. But you can put on some of it. It says that? You dastardly man, oh. you. No, it didn't. It doesn't say that. All right. Don't be persuaded, even if you are unfortunately childless, or if your children have married, to give up on your home and live in hotels or boarding houses. All the mechanical conveniences and perfect service won't make up for the loss of your own home. With all its imperfections, it is yours, and you can do as you like in it. This one goes out to everyone thinking they might like living in a boarding house Mm full-time. Here's a good one. For all, we get a lot of messages about what do I do if I don't get along with my in-laws? Uh-huh. Don't quarrel with your husband's relatives. If you can't get on with them, don't ask them to visit you. But persuade your husband to visit them occasionally. There we go. There it is. There's your answer. Okay, one more. Don't selfishly refuse to go out in the evening because you've been out amongst other people all day. Remember that your wife hasn't. And a change is good for her. <laughs> your your lady who's been stuck at home all day deserves to be let out a few hours of the day too sometimes. Don't have a spring cleaning any oftener than your special nature renders absolutely necessary. Oh my gosh. Okay, we got to save more for the next podcast. Many more to come from our little books of advice for wives and husbands from the late 1800s. Don't clean your husband's den once a week and put everything back in a different place. See, I like that advice. The man's den is his own. Hey everyone, you're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us, the Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us, Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful, maybe helpful, and definitely entertaining. So please send in your submissions to takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. All right, Ash, wait, let's wait, dive wait, into wait, wait, I have one more. Okay. Do you want to hear the one about laundry or marmalade? <laughs> laundry. Okay, this is the better one. Don't permit yourself to forget for a single instant that nothing is more annoying to a tired man than the sight of a half-finished laundry work. Hear, hear. <laughs>
the remotest hint, hint in your home of a washing day is like a red flag to a bull. And I'm the bull. Woman, clean up the laundry. Okay. I have to smoke my, I have to take a drag of my cigar. Oh man, these are the best books. You wish you were alive then. I know, that would be the best. All right. Um, Here's the first one. I think we're going to get in a little deep with our first one, Ash. This is from our friend Emma. says, I feel frozen in a world that's moving around me. Okay. All right, Emma. Hey, Dashley fam. I recently started listening to your podcasts. I love listening uh, to the way that in... uh, I love listening on the way to work and before bed. I decided to write you to let you know what's going on with me and also asking for some advice. I'm a 25-year-old pre-nursing student currently living with my family at home. I work at the local hospital and love my job so much. As of lately, I have been feeling really down and comparing myself to some of my friends. My best friend of 15 years recently got engaged, and while I'm so happy for her, a part of me is pure jealous, to be quite honest. Another friend just moved in with her boyfriend while I'm here at home still with my family. My cousin, close in age, also just had a baby. I feel like I'm stuck in a world that's moving around me. I feel like my friends are achieving a lot of milestones, especially with their significant others, and I can't help but feel discouraged that I won't meet somebody. I've been single since 2017, and I know I'm still young, but I can't help think that I need to hurry up and catch up to my friends because I'm running out of time. Man, that must be something that that she was told a lot growing up. I know that we were told that a lot growing up. So you have that or voice in your maybe head. maybe not like told it, but heard it said of others yeah. who were in that situation. One or the other. You've heard that said a lot as, as something that's important to, to think. So that's the voice in your head now that you're at that place in your life. She says, I, I can't help but think that I need to hurry and catch up to my friends because I'm running out of time. It's hard to meet guys at my age, especially since the pandemic. It's not really possible. And I'm not really into any dating apps. I've been spending a lot of time alone at home overthinking. Any advice on how to stay positive? Thank you, Emma. Okay. Well, I have- Emma, I feel for you. You got some <laughs> stories you're telling yourself in your head that are not serving you. Yeah, I have two. I have two things. Number one, I was you. I was like so you, so stressed. And I would just, all of my friends were getting married and all of them were, I felt like moving on to bigger and better things and they were like fitting into this grown-up world because they either had a boyfriend or a husband or they were starting their family yada 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 yadi freaking da and it was miserable and i was so stressed and anxious and i just couldn't even have fun and lo and behold like i was only 24 like i was not so old but when i was when i when i was in that situation i felt older than everyone and like everyone and like Dallin and I are Mormon and they're kind of known for getting married kind of young. So like me at 24, I just felt like last season's like expired goods or something like stupid, right? That's sad for a 24 year old to feel that way. Fast forward, what, like six, seven years. And I feel like I was just I want to go back and slap my old self and be like... Or give yourself a hug. Well, both. But I want to do both. Like, I totally have empathy for that, Ashley. But I just want to be like, hey, coming at you from the other side. Like, go have fun. Like, go go do whatever you want. Like, whatever brings you joy, go do it. Switch jobs. Move. Like, travel. Whatever you want to do. Read a book for 17 hours straight. Go 
to the store and buy something. I don't know. And I'm not trying to downgrade your feelings or what you're going through. I have so much empathy for that. And it's hard to be in it. And then it's hard to not be in it. And like, it's just, I'm in a different place than I was then. And the like feelings I had were so real, but I would just say like, and this is kind of how I got out of my bubble and started meeting people and having fun. And it eventually led to me meeting Dallin. I just tried to do things that I needed to be brave to do. And I, I was a very like timid person who didn't, I don't like to be like anxious or uncomfortable, like who does? And just a lot about life makes me anxious and uncomfortable. So I just always tended to like heed that feeling and and stay on the safe quote-unquote side um whatever that side was for me and so like the year before I met Dallin I just kind of made a pact with myself to just be brave and to do things that I want to do without thinking about what other people would think about them and I did so many like tiny little things that I would have been embarrassed to share or do or ask someone to do with me or like openly pursue just like I don't even know like clog dancing and country dancing and going to a play like all these things that I would second guess and overthink and be like well if a cute guy saw me at a play would they think I was boring or like like just dumb stuff or like my best friend doesn't like theater so are they gonna think I'm weird for doing that and I just did things that I love to do and it ended up with me like getting a job as a camp counselor and I knew so many people who thought that was a totally lame job but I just had always wanted to do it so I just did it and I didn't care what anyone said or thought when they heard I was doing it and they were like "Ugh, I would hate to do that and I would just be like yeah but I think it's gonna be so fun and I ended up meeting Dallin so that's my first word of advice what my second one maybe that was both of them combined I would just try and do things that are brave for you but also try and see the good in your life and just understand like 25 is not old. You are not, I don't like people getting married before you are getting married way early. If you think of life as like a race, they're getting married like really early, really early compared to most of the world. I think about when Dallin and I got married and I would never change it. But sometimes I think to myself, we definitely weren't ready. Sometimes I think like, what I didn't know how much my life would change when I got married and had kids and if I had known the extent of the change and the like heaviness of like the responsibilities of a family and like I would have just kind of slowed down and and really been like what do I want to do before I have a kid and I can't walk through the grocery store without being in a rush Mm -hmm. what do I want to do like what books do I want to read what shows do I want to watch where what road trips do I want to go on like what do I want to do with my best friends? Just like things. And then if whenever you do like find your person or get in a committed relationship before you have kids, go through that same thoughts. Like Dal and I felt so much social pressure or just like, we felt like it was this clock that was ticking really fast and we had to have a baby as fast as in we could. In the Mormon church, they give you checklists and you know exactly what's expected of you at every age. Well, you just kind of know and what your family like, All did. Right, well, like, go back from a mission. It's really important to me get married as fast as possible. And after that, you're supposed to start churning out kids. Well, no. And that's, that's not doctrine. That's just kind of culture. And it's changing well, a lot. It's not doctrine. Right. I mean, Taught from General Conference, so... No, not, any, like, not anymore. Well, it was. Okay. <laughs> Religious Fights by Dallin and Ashley. 
Um, they definitely have laid off the get married really fast. I would just language. say like because it was making peop- a lot of my friends mad. You know, right? Most communities don't feel the need to have a baby immediately. Some people are really excited to, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like we were both excited to, but also we didn't really have the thoughts of what do we want to do as a couple before we have kids because we were so laser focused on kind of like getting ready to have a kid. Yeah. And I just want to say the coolest weddings that I ever filmed are then the people who seemed like most integrated in their own selves and with the other person. For those of you who don't know, Dallin and I filmed weddings for like three years of our life. Like six years. Six years. Yeah. And I stopped when George was born. (laughs) Dallin did it I kept going. The ones that were most integrated with themselves as humans and were like set up for like a really cool, successful life the and had experienced like things. The ones who seemed like the best friends. The ones who seemed like best friends and families knew them and felt just, man, the most heartfelt like, like love speeches. On, like their families were even Were integrated. the ones who were in their 30s. They were the older ones. They'd been through college. They'd established, man, beautiful weddings. Park City, Deer Valley. Like these people well, they just, took their time. They, were, they found out who they were. They dated themselves. They loved themselves. They went to school. They didn't feel pressure. They didn't listen to all the expectations and all the shoulds coming from their church or their family, or their friends. And they were just unabashedly themselves. And then they found their life partner that accepted them wholly completely for who they were. And they had the most beautiful weddings. My favorite ones to film were these people who like, and they happened to usually be older yeah this is like jumbled advice it's really hard when your friend group like the people you're close with kind of move on to a different stage but just because that small like handful of people have moved on to a different stage and not necessarily a better stage that is shaping your your perceptions and your reality but it is so not it's just millions of other people's there are so many people out there it's just your own little bubble like dallin and i as married people with kids now we feel sometimes in in circles like when we go to cities like with young people like we went to park city right mm-hmm. and it's just like a different environment and we felt like <laughs> i don't know like just no one there from what we could tell was like married with <laughs> two kids planning on a third like who was our age most people were still like having like play in the game and living that single life and they're working at the bike shops in the summer ski shops in the winter so that they can get a season pass to ski every day or like we saw so many like friend groups like just bros and girls like hanging out and like at the bars you know like who are our age and we look at them sometimes and we're like how do we do that (laughs) and it's not that we can't do that it's just like we're just in different places and we i used to think everyone was married and i was the only one not married and it was such a bubble and it was so not true and it's hard to make new friends and it's scary but like i promise you there are people out there like you and you just kind of have to be brave and it's hard to be brave and put yourself in situations where not even to meet a boyfriend just to meet friends who are in your stage of life so that you don't have to go through it alone and so that you can have the most fun as possible i'm reading a book called the power of now by eckhart tolle and he talks about He talks about being present and integrated with yourself and disidentifying from your mind and your thoughts and just recognizing the being that is inside yourself in this present moment and being really mindful about things. And he he said, when you can do this and be present and integrated with like your true nature, like um, your spiritual nature and disidentify with like your mind and your thoughts, 
than or or like observe your thoughts from an outsider's perspective rather than like immediately identifying with them then you then you can experience like true joy in the moment just being by yourself and obviously it's life is funner with other people right, and we're stuff social like that. people but he said something that was really interesting and he said like the next time somebody apologizes for being late you can just say oh no worries i was just sitting here enjoying myself i just thought that was really cool yeah. No worries. I was just sitting here enjoying myself, like just being truly present and aware and getting to know yourself and dating yourself and fully accepting yourself and just freaking loving yourself. And consequently, that is what makes you really attractive to other people. Yeah. When you really love and accept yourself and you don't care about what other people think of you and you don't look to others for approval, you just, the only one you need approval from is yourself and you don't listen to all these shoulds and all these stories that people are putting in your head, but you just do what you want to do. That makes you super attractive to people yeah. that want that you might want to date. Emma, I would say goal number one for you is just find some really good friends and friends are hard to find and it's hard. It takes some time, but some really good friends who just like for you, like instead of looking for a boyfriend, just look for friends and go about and there might be some guys in there and there might be some girls in there and just really work on like finding a group of friends to form like a community of people kind of in the same place as you and just your goals should just just have fun yeah when you know you're like not achieve looking... your goals your education goals and your career goals but also have this big goal of i want to have fun yeah and like live and be your best self and your goal when meeting guys isn't could i marry you could you be the one for me and psych yourself out and like kind of freak them out the goal is just are you I cool? Do you want to be fun. my friend? I want to have fun with you. Are you like, would, are you a good friend for me or no? I don't you know. know. I don't it know just if that's takes like, the pressure off of you and of them. That might not be good advice for you. Every situation is so different, but that was kind of what I did when I was um, 23, 20, like just in my early 20s and just struggling with being shy and feeling so lonely. I just kind of made the goal to have fun. Like, what do I need to do to have fun? Am I going to go home tonight and wish I was brave to like wish tomorrow wake up and just be bummed that I wasn't more brave and, you know, like asked someone to come hang out or like called someone up and been like, hey, do you want to do this? Or said yes to a party or yes to going somewhere. Like, I just don't want to regret the next morning. Like, oh, I should have done that. I could have had more fun. And on the flip side, if you honestly don't want to, don't feel bad about that because everybody does what they did for a reason. So just observe it and be like, huh, why did I want to do that? And yeah. see if you agree with that or if that behavior served you or not. And if it didn't serve you, then you're like, oh, well, I'm gonna do something different next time. You yeah. Know? I be guess when I was that, when I was in my early twenties, I always was like, why don't I have more fun? And finally I just made the goal to be like, I will have fun no matter what. I will say yes to things and have fun, even if it's scary. That's a cool goal. So I don't, it kind of, I, I kind of like felt myself in that letter. So that was yeah. kind of the advice I took from myself back then. Awesome. It led to good things. And I have to redo it every couple of years when I get into these funks where I'm like, I don't have any friends. No one knows who I am. Yeah. By the way, I'm really this... good at being quiet and kind of like in my own world. Yeah. And th years, a couple of years go by and I just am like, why am I so lonely? So that's just kind of me though. This advice works for married people too. Oh Yeah. Totally. Talon and I are working on having fun. On like and have like, fun, go out and like still dating your partner and also ourselves. not needing the approval of your partner, but just getting approval from yourself and living your own life and then coming to your partner from a place of strength and abundance rather than a place of like 
meeting their needs with the expectation that they'll meet your needs in return and resenting them if they don't. I'm practicing indulging myself. I feel like I got in this mindset, like I am mother and wife and like business owner. Like I need to be doing something all the time all or, these roles that you've or everything's going to fall apart. Yeah. So I just have been practicing like saying yes to like little indulgences. Like, do you want to eat a bowl of funeral potatoes and watch a show right now? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Or like <laughs> I took a bath for the first time in years and I just listened to music and read a book in the bathtub. Fun. Or when did like, you do that? Go for walks. That was when I texted you and you never came up. Dang and it. then you came up while I was getting out and you were like, wait a second, you were in the bathtub? <laughs> like bummed that you weren't a part of it. Sad. What was I doing? Did I fall asleep with George? No, you were like working or something. Stupid work. Yep. Well, text me again next time. <laughs> I'll blame you. Just kidding. All right. Good luck, friend. When taking a bath, your husband <laughs> will always appreciate an invitation. On the flip side, if he is not invited, he will be want for attention. <laughs> he will be want and livid if you don't alert him of your nudity. All right, let me read another piece of advice on don'ts for wives. I'm reading the wives book this time. Don't tell your husband of every petty annoyance. Wait, and I think I read that one. Pinprick you suffered. I read that one in the last podcast. Oh, you did. That's a okay. good one. It's about how guys don't want to hear everything. Just Oh, this is actually some really good timeless advice right here. How about this? Don't be shy of showing your love. Don't expect him to take it for granted. A playful caress as you pass his chair, an unexpected touch on the shoulder makes all the difference between merely knowing that you care for him and actually feeling it. That's good. There's some good That's ones really in good. there. It's really good. Stay tuned for more Taking Sides, the marriage podcast. All right, Ash, we got somebody asking for dog advice from Carolyn. Great. We have it. We have dog <laughs> advice. Okay. Hey, Dallin and Ashley. Thank you both so much for being a light in my life and in the lives of countless others, especially during this crazy pandemic. Watching your videos and listening to your podcast gives me so much joy and you and your family are such role models for me. Thank you. Well, that was really nice of Carolyn. My husband and I have been married three years and we are both huge animal lovers and cherish every single animal we interact with. Aww, Recently, like we a... found a lost pit bull mix. What? It would just be the cutest thing for me, to me if you, one day you were like, Ash, I really feel like... I really feel like we should adopt an animal. Let's go rescue an animal somewhere. Really? I would be like, really? <laughs> you wanna? You wanna? Okay. okay. Uh, we recently found a lost pit bull mix and we took care of him for a few days before we managed to find his owner. Having a puppy in our home made us both so happy. We loved doting on him, cuddling him, walking him. It was the best. And it made us realize we need a pet in our family. We both want to adopt a dog or cat so badly, but we're in our early 20s and our life is kind of crazy since we're both in military and trying to get through graduate school. Our schedules are super busy and we both have to be gone for extended periods of time throughout the year. Another big issue, as much as I love dogs and cats, I'm pretty too allergic to them. I get red, itchy eyes, sneeze, get itchy hives on my face, legs and arms. It's my tragic curse. When I'm in a home with an animal, I normally have to take an allergy medication that leaves me feeling tired. Also, I am a super clean person. I'm worried about having fur and dander in my house. It will drive up my allergies like crazy. And having fur on my clothes will make me look unprofessional. Well, all of those things are true. So here comes the disagreement. Because of my allergies, I've been looking at hypoallergenic breeds like golden doodles that don't shed a lot. But my husband says he'll love any dog we get, but he just doesn't think that they are cute at all. 
Of course, we would love to just adopt a dog from a shelter because they need loving homes, but I honestly don't know if I can deal with my allergy symptoms or being on allergy meds every single day. What do you think we should do? And how do you manage the amount of fur dander in your home? Thanks so much for taking time to read this. All the love, Carolyn. Well, you will probably notice that we shave our dogs quite often because when their hair is long and they go through like a period of shedding, it is truly horrific. It's a real fur mess up in this house. And I know a lot of people think that's terrible. And I just, you know, like I love my dogs so much and they have such a wonderful home. And the one thing I do to them that might not be their favorite thing is I get them groomed a couple times a year so that they don't have bushy, bushy mane hair. And if we were ever to get another dog in the far distant future when we have no dogs, it would probably be like a very short haired dog or one that doesn't shed at all. Or the one that you said, the golden doodle. There's lots of, if he doesn't like golden doodles, there's lots of like a golden doodle is hypoallergenic, hypoallergenic because it's mixed with a poodle. So like all those dogs that don't shed, I, and people might correct me, the ones that have kind of like hair, like Yorkies and Maltese's and poodles. And I don't know. There's like a ton that don't have like shedding hair, but have like, it's almost like human hair. Like it doesn't fall out all over. Those are all probably options. Let me, downsides of a dog. Every time we go on a trip, it's this really hard thing to find someone to watch them. Or, or pay hundreds of dollars to have them boarded. And they we come back and they're emotionally traumatized. And have diarrhea for a week. And they had diarrhea the whole time we were gone because they're stressed that we're not with them. Right. So and they're in a new environment if, and they're scared. If you guys are like traveling a lot and it's just really hard on it's a pet. Either, it's either a lot of money and a lot of burden on the dogs or it's a big burden on your neighbors and still hard and sad for the and dogs. If you're anything like me, like Dallin handles this way better, but I stress over their happiness while I'm away. Like, oh, I hope they're like not scared. I hope they know I'm coming back for them. Like, I don't know what thoughts they have. And honestly, I think Luna might have those thoughts. They just seem so abandoned when you leave uh, them. Yeah, those never crossed um, my mind. So but yeah, so from your situation, it's a stress on travel for sure, for especially sure, for holidays. Sure. It's like always a thing that comes up when we that even makes us consider: Do we want to travel? And it's really sad for me personally. Right. To Ashley, it's worth it because she loves the dog so much. So, but it, it's I like, like it is hard. Like, it's just: Do you want to pay? Like, if you want to go on a big like, Dallin doesn't work in an office, and neither do I. So we could go on like a big month long trip, but we either have to like do the pet friendly Airbnbs and there's less of them and they're more expensive and they're more expensive or we or have to pay the hotel fee. And it's really hard to have for two dogs, dogs in if a you hotel. find a hotel and it's already just stressful. If you ever want to leave and the dogs are nervous and they bark, then you get a call from the front desk saying your dogs are disrupting the people next to you. Other guests. And it's just like you hope they don't leave any messes in the hotel or else you have to pay a huge cleaning fee. Or you have to like board them or find a dog sitter and it's just like hard like how we many went people... for like four days once and it was three hundred dollars for both dogs to be boarded for four three nights in like a, it wasn't like and a it's green just ridiculous. grassy field with plush things no they're just chilling in a little cage well so, they had like it was like an indoor dog park yeah it was the nicest one in salt lake of course it was nothing but the best and for we ashley's were like, dogs this is the this is the nicest yeah and so it's, I hope that we're helping to de-romanticize the idea of a dog a little bit for Romantic you. Romantic side, 
I love them. Constant companions, like they're so good for like stress and anxiety and just feeling not like you're not alone ever. Like, and I love that feeling or just like completely accepted. Like it's just this instant best friend. It's a lot of work with kids. It gets a little bit hard because you just like James wouldn't sit in a stroller for the first year and a half of her life. So it was really hard to go for walks. And she also wouldn't let Dallin hold her for the first year and a half of her life. Um, so there's just like a lot. I mean, obviously we have dogs. So it, for me, it kind of like the pros outweigh the cons. I will say like, there are times like on vacation where I'm like, with, when we leave the dogs, it's just kind of like, oh, wow, this is so easy without an animal to kind of like figure into the plans. Um, so I would, I would, if I had allergies, it's hard cause I don't, it would be really hard for me to be okay with taking allergy medicines every day mm-hmm. and being in like a state where I couldn't just exist in my house without feeling congested and itchy. And so that'd be really hard for me. I don't know if there's like another animal choice out there. I don't know. Yeah. I, if I had to say it would probably not be the right time of life for you, even though you love dogs so much, if nothing else, then because you travel a lot also because you're allergic also because you're a really clean person. Okay. Our house is clean. Our house isn't immaculate. Right. That's why I said that one last. It's not the biggest deal breaker. You can vacuum, but it does get hair places and things. So we just have lint rollers and vacuums and all that stuff and change out our blankets more and clean up a lot more junk off the floor and have ruggable rugs and all that stuff ruggable is the way to go with pets yeah and children whatever you choose to have first. and brown carpet downstairs brown carpet downstairs. with lots of dog cleaning liquids and all that stuff uh dogs in apartments are hard we did that that was really hard having a backyard is like such like just being able to be like go outside for an hour right go to the bathroom yeah i would gosh i wish we had a bigger yard or land or something because dogs need it really bad the more land you dogs are not made to be indoor creatures i mean maybe the little pet dog like the toy dogs but most dogs they just need room to roam come inside but like luna and dash would be so happy on acreage they would (laughs) acreage luna deserves to frolic most of my life goals revolve around making Uh, luna and dash happier let me just say the reason we're getting an rv is large in part because of dogs i think we would have done it it's just yeah but it's definitely a major plus easier to travel with dogs so yeah they kind of revolves anyways yeah probably they just revolve your life starts to revolve around some other things than your own wants with dogs and it's not as much as kids but it's just really hard so i would say you're not ready yet personally but you guys can make a choice Well, I think anyone's ready for a dog it's just like what do you want like are do you have the financial means and the resources to board them if when you're traveling for extended periods of time like there are you people do it it's just a lot it's just another thing to worry about every single time you go anywhere so yeah good luck here's uh we're gonna end this podcast with a weird food thing from renee hey dashley's first off love your vlog and podcast i've been following since i was pregnant with my oldest who is now 21 months old sweet that's like near the beginning yeah we've been doing this for almost no we've been doing it like three years three because james is two years old yeah three years a little over three years three and a half years that's cool i've been following since okay i have a weird food thing that i didn't know was weird until i tried to feed it to my friends (laughs) my hubby isn't too fond of it but all my friends who have tried it have loved it it's mac and cheese and baked beans mixed together it's a food that's been passed down from my grandpa to my dad to us and now to my girls 
Let oh, me know what you think. Twins? She included pictures. She has a 21 month and a two and a half month. Oh, wow. First off, here's a picture of mac and cheese with baked beans. It looks like a nice barbecue meal that where the sides got mixed together and I wouldn't complain Dad about would it. I would eat it. I'm eat more it. of a like separator of food. Ashley's more of a purist. Oh man, you had babies, babies one right after another just like us. Yeah. 21 months. George was 18 or 19 months when James was born. I remember George was nine months old the day we found out we were pregnant, I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. So And I was already a couple weeks pregnant, so cool that's like us gosh they're so little i know you have two babies don't let anyone tell you you have a toddler and a baby you have two babies Mm -hmm. and you deserve all of the help and all of the sympathy okay here we go one more weird food thing i like to take a glass of milk this is from ali uh i like to take a glass of milk grab some mini m&ms dump them in the milk m&ms become frozen and the color comes off and i eat them with a spoon the color from the M&M's makes the milk turn brown, which I admit is gross, but it's so good. Don't knock until you try it. Well, that just sounds like a fun dessert. I like M&M to milk. do that, but I do frozen blueberries and chocolate chips and I dump it in the milk and the milk kind of gets like icy and then I just eat the blueberries and the chocolate chips and the chocolate chips get crunchier. Yum. It's delicious. The chocolate gets cold. Yep. Cool. I wouldn't knock that. That's normal. Wait, I judge you as normal. <laughs> I really need a squeaker hammer. Be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Allie has a little bit more. Okay, I keep saying this is the last one. I know, but there's one more. Allie, we're going to read your whole email. Hey, Dashleys, hearing you guys read my previous email made my heart so happy. Oh, she sent us other ones. I have an issue for you guys to settle. My fabulous husband is a mechanical engineer and okay. I am a civil engineer. Ooh. Oh, check you guys Some out. Some interesting conversations about engineering <laughs> at the about dinner the, table. What about the covalescent third degree of the angled city that, planning? And he's like, oh, you know, stuff like that. And he thinks that that was my attempt at an engineering joke. Right. Obviously, obviously, we did not really go that route in college. I took one physics class and I did take calculus Dallin in high school. always pulls out his physics knowledge. <laughs> and I'm like, you took one entry level class. Okay, it was a hard class. You do not know everything. And I learned how the universe works. And it really has made a lot of sense of Got things in my mind. Got a solid B minus. I don't remember any of the equations, but I do just remember kind of how it helps me to realize how things work. I just remember that I moment remember, where just, I knew I understood everything. And velocity, things just make sense to me now. And it's just cool. So I would recommend everybody <laughs> takes physics class, but only one. After that, it just gets ridiculous. It's all also, need. calculus, I hated every second of it. Took it in high school. All right. Um, and he thinks that his knowledge in math and science Weber makes... Weber State doesn't offer calculus. <laughs> Weber State doesn't go beyond calculus one anyways. So if you live in the Ogden area, you're good. All right. Um, my husband thinks that because, uh, because of his knowledge in math and science, that should make him a handyman. To be fair, oh. he is good at building shelves and fixing small issues in our home, but he feels offended if the words, let's call someone to fix this, comes out of my mouth. For the record, if you're a mechanical engineer who works on, say, airplanes, I wouldn't be one to assume that you could do everything like fix a sink. This is just natural. This is just man 101. I don't here. think so. I feel like you are a really good mix of you. Sometimes you do it, but other times you're like, nope, not man, even Man me. attach identity to being able to fix things because they're told that they should their whole life. So I see where your husband's coming from. 
He feels offended when let's call someone to fix this comes out of my mouth. He seems to think that he is Superman and can fix anything, which sometimes leads to other trouble. Most recently, I wanted to get someone to come out to look at our AC because it sounded funny and he refused. Well, wouldn't you know that it stopped working less than a week later and it is currently 85 degrees in my house. Allie, what you should do is you should say, oh, our AC is broken. Let's call someone to fix it. And while he's getting all, you know, like hurt and sulky about it, call his number and then his phone will ring. And then you have sex with him. No. That would be <laughs> awesome. No, and then he fixes it. Do you guys it. have this issue? And when you do know how, on, and when do you know it's time to get professional handyman help? I feel like with this stuff, I don't know what happened, but if like we don't, I would just call someone and you also just do things too, where you call people to fix stuff and you'll be like, Hey, Ashley, just like, I don't know. Like, you'll be like, this guy's coming to do this. And I was like, Hey, Dell, this guy's coming to fix the fence. I don't know. I think we enjoy it usually when we do that. Cause you might be like, Oh, I could have done that. But also, I love that it's not me who has to do it. Yeah. Right. I don't feel like we have this issue. Well, one time Dallin tried to hang shelves in our garage. And there was this moment before he started where we were talking about it. And I was like, we could just... I was like, this literally would only cost $130 for this guy to come do it. No, but we talked about it and you decided you wanted to do it. And I was like, let's just, let's just hire someone. Because I know how good you are at finding studs and i didn't want you to run out of talent in that area and Uh save all of your abilities for another project there we go so three holes in the ceiling later mm -hmm. a couple hours of putting things up think the the shelf will hang from drywall and nothing else (laughs) didn't you put it on like backwards I just Something happened where it didn't work. Okay, it was like an intense shelf. It wasn't just your average shelf. It's one of the ones with brackets hanging from the ceiling. It's a bracketed shelf. Like a garage. It was a shelf unlike any shelf. It's just complicated. Brackets and nails. So many bolts and nuts and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I could have done it. It would have just taken me all day. I'm going to call this guy with the right tools and who's done 500 others who will come and do it super fast Wait. right the first time. And it is so worth no, $130 my, to me. Right. This was my example of a time where I wanted to call someone and you didn't. But then you realized it was better to call someone. Sometimes it's just better. Some people are better at things than you or I are because they do them all day. And they, okay, and they know I the secrets. I do get an immense amount of satisfaction of fixing something myself. Maybe it's a man thing. I don't know. You made our but fence. You made just, the fence gate. The other yeah, one. Every time I go through it, I have a sense of pride. I didn't pay somebody for freaking hundred dollars nope. to come make we this stupid little fence. We did that for the fence. other gate. We and did that for our other gate. A baller gate. Because it is way bigger and more complicated and I didn't want to mess with it. And one right. gate was enough for me. Or, but I made it and I'm really proud of myself. And every time I walk through it, I'm like, I didn't pay somebody 400 bucks to make this gate. One of my I did. favorite feelings is watching someone do labor that I don't want to do. (laughs) Okay. Like, for example, Dallin and I decided we could landscape our yard. It's not that hard. It's probably how teachers feel when people are like, oh, homeschool. It's it's not that hard to be a teacher. Then one hour into a YouTube video on how to install your own lawn uh, sprinklers. Well, we did the front yard. I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this. We did the front yard. The sprinklers. Oh, the sprinklers. Well, I was getting at, we did our front our front walkway and that the took stones. a good 
three weeks and 700 hours of manual labor. But we did learn a lot and it was fun. We so learned, I would say just pick and choose. I think the biggest thing we learned was Here's we'll what never I do would say, again. Allie. Pick and choose. Don't attach identity to it. If it's something you really want to do, be like, I really want to do this. That's how I want to spend my time. And if not, just say, I really want that time in my life for other things. And it's so worth it for me to pay to so pay money types, to do it. Allie. That's how I am at least. And it just brings me peace. Right. This is like how I don't I attach identity or or like um, meaning to being able to do things myself. If I want to, I do. And if I don't, I don't. This is how I am with things that need to be fixed. There are just so many things I would rather do than fix something or learn how to fix something. I like to sometimes. Dallin Other times likes I don't. to sometimes. If Dallin wants to do it, this should be in the book. It'll be the Don'ts most... <laughs> for wives. If, if, my, if Dallin wants to fix something, sure. And it will be I, good. I do leave a word of caution. Like, can we at least use a level? Or can we mark before we drill? Oh my gosh. Things like that. And then Dallin will try and do it. And often he is very successful. Thank but you. But other times it takes not too long for him to realize this is more than I thought it was. Let's call someone. Mm-hmm. Look, ladies, your husband just wants to be told that Here you believe is. in him, that you trust him, and let him make his own decisions. I say that. I say, Dallin, I know you could do this. I know that you are capable of doing this. He but wants to be told that you, do you like, really want to do this for six hours. Dig him and like, and believe in him totally to do it. And just, I would just let him decide if it's how he wants to spend his time. What's his name? Here's I don't some. know if she said his husband, her husband's Let's name. Let's call him Matt. Okay. Matt wants to fix the AC. And you know in your heart that Matt cannot fix the how AC. How do you know that? What if you wanted to look it up on YouTube and figure or it out? Or maybe you know in your heart, this is going to take a long time. Well, who are you to stop Matt from spending his no time one. doing that? I'm just saying, offer Matt an easy out. Matt. You could totally do this. You could. To you're an engineer. You could totally do this. And if you don't know how, I know that you'd be able to figure it out. You passed calculus done. three with flying colors. You're saying you fix things all day. You could do this. I do know this is our only Saturday. And then you're at work and I'm at work the rest of the week. And I do know because I looked up a quote that it would only cost $90 to have Johnson HVAC come out and fix it right now. And be like, in 30 minutes Matt, and we have our whole day to spend together to make love to go to dinner yeah say something like matt i will help you do this if this is what you want to spend our day together doing but if you want to do something way cooler and so much more fun and if you think we make enough money to blow 90 dollars on this guy to come fix it or girl to come fix it let's go have a great day yeah and i wouldn't but i wouldn't say you can't do that or you that'll take you all day to do that stuff like that that's just hurtful and not true and men like well, to have an adventure may or may not be true that's not up to you to decide it let him decide that for himself you know that's just rude i i do i i have hands off if you want to fix it you can fix it you know go. that i am pro hiring someone and because of that i might not help you <laughs> <laughs> but men are always up for like an adventure and to prove themselves and to try and learn new things and stuff like that. So I wouldn't, uh, that's what, that's how I, I would approach it. I am too. It's not like women aren't. It's just that that's not my area. I wish to spend my time totally. learning new things. Yeah. 
So that's how we would approach it. And good luck, Allie. And yeah. good luck, Matt. I guess essentially our conversation is always, if you want to do it, you can, but I'm pro paying someone to do it. Yeah. And Dallin is either like, I want to do it. Or he's like, I want to pay someone to do it. Uh-huh. The end. With the fence, it was like, I could spend $400 having somebody else do this, or I could spend $400 on new tools and do it myself. So I bought a freaking sweet carpenter saw, bought the wood and the nails. We use it and all the time. I've only used it for that one thing. <laughs> only me. But, it was, so far, but it's cool to have my so, own carpenter saw So now. far, it has not Hand saved saw. us money. It's not a hand saw. one day. Circular saw. Something. See, I've only used it once. If I ever need to make another fence, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Love hanging out with you guys. Um, go join the conversation on the Taking Sides Facebook group. And send in your emails at takingsides.gmail.com if you want us to just weigh in on what you got going on in your life. Love chatting with you guys. Have a great week. Oh, and also, we released another episode a few days ago, if you haven't listened to that one yet, because usually they come out like Monday or Tuesday, but last week's we released late, so it was just a few days old. If you haven't listened to that one yet, don't miss it. Okay, see you guys.